You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! What's up, guys, and welcome to Podcast BXN, episode 201. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM on Twitter. Sure. Uh, and I'm joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner at Roro. Hello, aliens are real. Aliens are real. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's wild. wild. Crazy. We're, can we like go break is into Area 51 now? That should be topic of the show, honestly, but is that it should, wild? That should be topic no. of the show. No. Uh, crazy. We are joined by the DMZ Daddy, the Tarkov Teletubby, mm. Gage Dempster, Akilbo Biggins. Thank you for that introduction. That 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 one just hit. I don't know why. <laughs> I appreciate you. They all hit. You, you hit all the shots that you take. That's true. I mean, That's true. Unironically, you and I do really well in DMZ. Like whatever p- complaints <laughs> people have with the game mode, and it's not this that. When you and I play this one specific game mode for some reason, I always have a ball. I have a blast. It, it gets wild. It gets it does. insane. But Christian is stuck at work. We yes. wish him well in his duties of servitude. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube.com slash at podcastpxn and twitch.tv slash podcastpxn as well. The topic of the show this week, guys, is our discussion around Activision Blizzard IP that we want to see resurrected uh, when this Microsoft acquisition goes through, maybe. Let's get some of this happening. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites, so let's go ahead and jump right in. This first item comes by way of and again thank you christian christian filled in many of these stories uh, in the quick bites much appreciation king skull island rise of kong is coming to pc and consoles this year guys are we excited for a new king kong game uh, that depends, I think. Yeah. <laughs> are you playing as Kong, or are you playing as, or is it a soul? Is it just like a gonna be a janky first-person shooter? Okay, okay. You're That's interesting. It looks a little, a little janky. Yeah. Is it a little <laughs> janky? Yeah. yeah. Embark on a third-person action adventure to avenge the death of your parents at the hands of the ultimate alpha predator. God. Okay, you know what, gentlemen? <laughs> Correct me if I'm off base here, but is there something about the word like starting off a video game description, an official video game description with embark, that makes mm. me think like mm, I don't think these people know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't think this is gonna be a very good video game. It well, almost, it tracks so far. <laughs> yeah, it almost has like a, a weirdly goofy Fortnite art style. Like it's not quite Fortnite, but it's like I don't know. It has that weird aesthetic to it half stylized half realistic kind of yeah it's weird interesting i I watched the uh skull well i haven't finished it yet i still have two more episodes to go but i watched the skull island netflix animated show it's pretty good surprisingly really good yeah well i guess it's safe to say this won't be peter jackson's king kong the video game which that game was pretty awesome i love that game 
Moving on, Sony has revealed the Spider-Man 2 PS5 console controller, and we got a new trailer as well, story trailer. Uh, first off, though, the PS5, the custom PS5, I think it's really cool that they're actually selling the plates that, that has that same design separately, so people can buy just the design if they don't want to, you know, pay for a a whole console which i think that's awesome um and yeah this design looks really cool i really like the uh black and red mix there uh of the spider-man stuff and spider-man logo in the middle it's really cool yes i'm a fan of the the controller as well and the, the trailer was really good yes. <laughs> i keep watching the trailer <laughs> Gage and oh, Christian man. refused, bro, but we watched it. No, that's fair. I I, I, I have not caved yet, so I think I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna roll with it so far. That's you fair. can do it. I believe in you. People, of course, talking about the faces, yes. of the characters, the hairstyles of certain characters too. Which that's I, always that's always a fun discourse. <laughs> what's your opinion on uh, Peter Rowe? Do you uh, do you I any... I definitely like the uh, the old face more. The original one that we got um i'm definitely at the point where i don't care anymore yeah, though, right now that we've had him for for so long i understand people wanting the old face but definitely never definitely never going to see it again unfortunately right so i'm just at like okay we got this face now kind of used to it at this point i think i because each one looks different because like he's older now like right I, I actually, like it looks a little bit different than than, than the, the yes the other face version yeah which i i actually like this one better like i, I think this one like illustrates how he's are like he's matured a little bit more like i think his uh, facial attributes kind of like lends more to like he's a little older a little more experienced like i just mm -hmm. feel like that from his appearance um, but also, Ro, what about Miles? Do you are you feeling Miles's uh, haircut? Because I know some people were talking about that as well. Yeah, I saw. I've seen some support. I've seen some. Yes. some clowning on Miles as well. Um, I personally liked his other haircut, but I'm again, I don't really care that much. Um, he's going to be wearing the mask most of the time anyway. But um, yeah, not not really something that I care about too much mj on the other hand i like her facelift <laughs> i like her facelift <laughs> well gage have you seen i know you haven't seen the trailer but have you seen there i have seen okay. yes mj looks like i'm i'm ready for her to sternly tell me that my library <laughs> books are overdue and that they can be brought in tomorrow no excuses and i'll be like, yes mj absolutely absolutely for sure um and then yeah like i, I row hit it uh, row hit it kind of perfectly where it's like they're fiction they're they're digital characters i don't really care however i will say for the record that i i think there was charm to the original i i actually mm -hmm. thought that they took a really how do i word this i think the original peter design the original original peter design is like underrated and that like he wasn't conventionally kind of like attract like i don't know i just i look at the new one and i'm like yeah it's tom holland light like it's this is your Hollywood leading man, but like I don't know. I thought I thought the original Peter design was kind of charming. He didn't really look like somebody on the front of a Hollywood poster. He looked kind of like just like a, a, an average guy. I like that he looked a little bit older because we normally see Peter Man or Peter Man. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. We normally see Peter Parker like you know at least tried to make look really young every time we see him. So I don't know. I I, I really thought there was a lot of charm in the original. 
and I was very disappointed that they did it, but I, I don't care. I'm not losing sleep over it. If I had a genie that granted me like 500 wishes, this might be wish like 456, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not really at the top of my priority list. Like, it'll get done, but it's like, I'm not losing. It's like, it's okay. I have so, so many right. other wishes to, to wish first, but it'll definitely exactly. be on the list. Yeah, <laughs> it, sure. I get there eventually, for sure. Yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, and, and Insomniac, right. Go back in time and make sure. You don't change the face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Like, the other thing I, I like about Miles as well is, like, Miles, like, he's still really young compared to Peter in terms of, like, his experience, and I think he's literally younger. Uh, yeah. And so, like, it makes more sense that he would be, like, experience, experimenting with his, yeah, hairstyle and, like, his look and stuff like that. So I think it's cool that they're giving him a different look. Um, Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Anywho... Moving on from there, guys. Mortal Kombat 1's DLC roster has been revealed, and it is exactly what we expected from the leaks. Uh, the first uh, pack, I, I should say, because who knows, there could be more packs on the way, but these DLC fighters will be Quan Chi, Omni-Man, Ermac, Takeda, Peacemaker, and Homelander. There they are. Boom. And a little extra tidbit. Apparently, J.K. Simmons is reprising his role for Omni Man, which is really cool. Love that. Very cool. Oh man, I can't wait for season two. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I don't, it's getting really closer. Cool. I've yeah. Never seen it. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. It's man. very good. All right. Moving. Yeah. De- what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 go, no ahead. go ahead. No, 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 we're done. We're not talking. This is an invincible podcast. This is a PXN <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Moving on. Ubisoft has announced that they are canceling plans for a sequel to Immortals Phoenix Rising. They've canceled plans for a sequel to 2020's mythological open world adventure game, according to VGC. Um they confirmed that they are reallocating some creative teams and resources within the Quebec studio. And I believe they were specifically saying they are moving people more towards their other established IPs, which means Assassin's Creed and, you know, I guess whatever else is coming. Beyond good and evil. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this, is, this is kind of like the fallacy of, of the video game. Video games becoming so big that now their business first and art second it's like this game i don't think it sold very well at all but in terms of like recent ubisoft releases i remember this one getting positive buzz in terms of like hey there's something here like this is fun this is unique and of course but it didn't hit numbers it didn't do this it didn't do that so let's cancel that and fold those people into our splinter cell rpg open world remake that we're doing no that's not happening no hopefully not hopefully not (laughs) Until I see it, until I see a level select screen, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna hold my breath. Yeah, it's a. It's a bit of. I. I agree. It's a bit of a bummer to see it get canceled. But I. I agree. Like it probably didn't do well, so they didn't feel like they. The need to continue it. But it sucks that the first kind of more creative venture that they did is already being shut down and just going back to, you know, the formula, if lack of a better term. Right. Indeed. Circle back real quick. Glenn says, yeah, guys, might be getting a PS5. 
Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. All right. Moving on to our next story here. Xbox creates the world's first ever pizza scented controller. Yes, pizza scented controller. Uh, designed to deliver the smell of the turtle's beloved meal to your game time, these exclusive wireless controllers come in with a built come with a built-in scent diffuser shaped like a slice of delicious New York za. Meaning pizza. So wait, okay. This these are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collab? Yeah, yes. Okay, that's an important piece of context that yeah. we gotta throw in at the beginning. Because <laughs> yeah. you just start, you opened up with Xbox made a pizza smelling controller. I'm like, wait a minute. What, <laughs> what's make, going on here? No, no, it, it doesn't it make it any better. Okay. No, no, but no, actually it does. It makes it slightly better. Because if the story was every new Xbox controller, black, white, blue, <laughs> smell like pizza, I think, what the fuck are we doing? What is going on? The controllers actually have really cool designs, but yeah. Why do I want... I don't want a pizza-smelling controller. That almost deters me from wanting to... Like, if the controllers, like, looked cool and I wanted one, yeah. that would almost, I feel like, deter... Like, it's just gonna rub off on my hands and, <laughs> like, smelling pizza. Like, what? Oh, oh my God. God. I wish we would stop. Yeah. I just wish we would collectively stop, all of us. <laughs> Make us swear we shut down the games industry right here. This is it. <laughs> I it it diffuses it like it, it like splurts it splurts it out for lack of a better term right it's not always smelling like pizza unless yeah. it like, it out. Yeah. <laughs> like the scent like like it's like one of those Febreze, Febreze air fresheners yeah you know so it doesn't always smell like pizza right unless you ask for it to smell like pizza I true <laughs> but hey Amazon can you splurt my Xbox controller? <laughs> <laughs> I do like the designs though. The de designs are really stylized and the uh their names are all in like graffiti like looking font. It looks really cool. I like it. And is the pizza detachable? Is that like the diffuser? <sighs> That's a good question. Or is that always there? I don't I feel like that would get annoying. Yeah, agreed. Because honestly, if they sell these controllers and I can take the diffuser off, I will get rid of that diffuser <laughs> and just use like honking pizza there. Yeah, I think it looked it looks really cool. So um, I don't know. Guess we'll see. Which one are you gonna get, Dan? Michelangelo? Oh, no. Raphael? No. Donatello? No. Leonardo. Leonardo. Yeah. That's me though. That's, That's my last one. Get out of here. Get out of here. And somebody put in here Dan is Raph and I changed it to Dan is Leo. And I think it was Christian because he Must put the been. story in here. But Right. Anyways. All right. More Xbox news. Xbox will let players map keyboard keys to controller buttons soon. The feature is now available for Alpha Insider members. Um, this is generally done to test the feature and make sure that it's working well. Yeah, we know that. We know how the preview program works. For the Xbox Elite Wireless Series 2 controller and the adaptive controller, the Xbox Accessories app now supports mapping keyboard keys to your controller. To get started, open the Xbox Accessories app and configure your profile. You can also find this feature in the Xbox Accessories app on your Windows PC by joining the Windows Gaming Preview from the Xbox Insider Hub. So, pretty neat uh, little feature that they're adding there, adding some keybind options to controller. Um, I I could be way off, but isn't there? Doesn't this seem like there's more to this than just like? 
key it's not remapping controls it's adding keybinds to your controller correct. on xbox for for a full-fledged keyboard correct which only some people use and that doesn't really have anything to do with accessibility like plugging in a key like you could buy the accessibility controller if you're somebody who had motor restrictions that has nothing that's separate completely separate from ever needing to like bind k or l to those because if you're playing on xbox you're going to be playing xbox games that are already like right. to me i don't know I, I i look at this and i'm like hmm like i know i know i know my, one of my pie in the sky things is that for there to be some sort of steam xbox integration or Maybe this is something to do with ID at Xbox with porting over PC games, but to, this is a very weird thing to announce and like give attention mm -hmm. to. And I, I know they mentioned the accessibility thing, but when you think about like needing keybinds like from a keyboard, I'm like, this seems like implementing this feature is like, is it really just for? I don't know. It seems like they might. This might be something that they're laying the groundwork for. I can't think I'm of needing to, think. to bind the, on the back of my Xbox controller. Again, I'm somebody who buys an Xbox. I play in the Xbox ecosystem. Why I need to have P I'm bound to, to like my right. back button on the Xbox? You know what I mean? I'm trying to think, and I'm I because I, I think you can play. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think you can play cloud games that are on PC only on the cloud service on your Xbox. I think. Okay. I believe that's a thing. So that would make sense. Yeah. That's kind of the same kind of ballpark of what I mean, where it's, yeah, that's okay. So that would make sense. Right. But don't take that to heart because I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that that's the case. That has, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't think of a case where you would, like, that has to be the case because I can't think of any other, like, case yeah. why you would want that. Indeed. Microsoft's buying Valve. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my god. Uh moving on. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 logos have leaked uh and it's pretty much confirmed by Activision at this point. Uh they have acknowledged it by kind of pointing fun at it by saying, "Ooh, Mondays, anyone have an energy drink they can spare?" And of course there was artwork that leaked from energy drink promotions for Monster Energy. Um so, yeah, we officially know it's Modern Warfare 3 with three Roman numerals with Captain Price in the background. And more importantly, Makarov standing behind him. Oh, I didn't even notice that until you said <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Which I guess makes sense from the end of 2, but yes. yeah, I didn't even notice that. Cool. All right, well. Are you ready for Modern Warfare? Are you ready for another half-finished game, baby? <laughs> sure. Uh, no, not really. Um, but, <laughs> you know. Now, here's the question, Dan, because I know that you are like me. You're yeah. a campaign enjoyer. Yeah. Is there any? Is there a chance that you buy this just to continue the campaign? How did you feel? Because that's how did you feel about the campaign again? I know we all talked about it. I I enjoyed it. Yes, I enjoyed it. Um, I still think the original. Modern Warfare trilogy Two. is better. Yeah. Right. Right. But thus far. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we see from the game because we haven't seen it yet. But honestly, I don't really play enough Call of Duty to warrant getting it right away. So I may just wait, especially if, you know, no one else wants to get it because I don't play Call of Duty by myself. That is not a game that I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to go play Call of Duty. I only play it if, 
like you want to play DMZ or someone else wants to play um, right. and I'll join them. But yeah, I would probably wait for a sale if, you know, no one else jumps in right away. Right. Bro, I know you're eager to jump in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love this call of duty. <laughs> Move. 50,000 people used to live here. Sorry. That was terrible impressions here, but... I don't even know who you're impersonating in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, when me, when me and Gage... Oh, Jesus. I just realized... I just said me when me and Gage and looked at the screen and realized I have Christian's overlay up <laughs> the whole time. I've had Christian's name up there. <laughs> Whoops. We'll fix that. Uh, Gage and I always play DMZ row, uh, you know, acting like characters in the Call of Duty games with these terrible impressions. So, <laughs> And when he says acting like the characters, he means just saying the character's name as the character. <laughs> Guys were full out playing, <laughs> which is not reacting. <laughs> but yeah, Death that is true. Boss. I can't confirm that does take place. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, moving on. We got a look at some uh, animated shorts for Starfield, and I admit I have not had a chance to look at these yet. But have you guys watched them yet? I have not. I will probably go in blind yeah. at this point with Starfield as well. That's fair. These are not, I don't think these are really related to the game. They're kind of like, they're animated like shorts to like get you introduced to the universe. Um, right. But uh, yeah, uh, just scrubbing through them, it, the style looks cool. Um, yes. Give you some backstory before you jump in. Cool. Yeah. Really cool art style. I agree. I only watched the, the third one on this list of in the IGN article, it looks like like you're saying, just like getting you introduced to the world, little side stories for different people that are in the galaxy. Hell yeah. I'll watch these after the pod, maybe. Pull up. All right. Our last quick bite, and it's unfortunate that Christian is not here for this because I'm sure he's very excited. He, of course, puts baby in here into the, <laughs> the uh, story. Armored Core 6 has gotten a gameplay preview, baby. That's Christian's <laughs> language. Um, the video shows some of the game's main mechanics, including the assault boost ability, which is used for traversal and combat. It also shows how players can use vertical catapults to launch high into the air and take the action to the skies. The game's stagger mechanic is also shown in which players can damage the at altitude it says attitude, but I feel like it means altitude. I don't know. Control system of tougher enemies to put them temporarily out of action and leave them exposed. The video also gives another summary of the game's plot, which I won't go into in case people are trying to stay dark on it. Um, but yeah, uh, person's hype for this. And I, I caught a little bit of this on Twitter. People were posting stuff from it, and it looks really good. Smooth game. Looks play. fast and fluid, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm not a I'm not familiar with the franchise, and of course Christian's not here. Is this is this a game where there's a story mode and competitive multiplayer, or is this kind of like an Elden Ring type where it's just like no, it's just a story. You just go in. Yeah, I don't think there's multiplayer. Okay, that actually is a selling point for me. I I, I was looking at some of the again the thing that always gets me Anthem all that stuff is customization, and I was looking at some of the clips there, and 
It looks pretty extensive for making these mechs. I'm not usually a, a mech guy, but that kind of stuff really intrigues me. So I've definitely been... This one's on my radar for sure. Next month, right? This, this coming month, August? Yeah. Yeah. Looks cool. Coming quick. August 25th. All right. Moving into our Street Meets PlayStation Project Q, which is, of course, the handheld uh, that they announced not that long ago, runs on Android, according to leaked images. Uh, The handheld could launch later this year. Of course, it looks like a a DualSense controller that's like, you know, on the sides of an LED screen, um, which... If, if this runs on Android, I'm even more confused on what the point is, I guess, because like yep. everyone has a phone nowadays and like you can run the PlayStation app and get the same remote experience from that. So I guess I don't know. I'm not sure who this is necessarily targeted to, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, boy, I wonder, I wonder how, how much is going to cost. It's the big question for me. Yeah. Not that I would buy it either way, but right. <laughs> I was gonna say this is one. How do can I get a vibe check? Because this is one of the few machines where like there's a probably zero percent chance I'm getting. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even considering it. It's just like, is it, how are you guys feeling on this? Is this? Oh. Is there? I can't see the value in this at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. Uh, I. It would, obviously it'll be cost a lot more and be a completely different thing but if you can natively play the games mm-hmm. on it that's a whole different thing but it just being like a remote play device that that runs apparently as dan says on android it's like i got a phone like you guys said i don't think i need to spend this and i have a dual sense controller so yeah i think i'm good a ga- wait a device that runs things natively do you mean like the wildly popular nintendo switch or <laughs> Steam yeah, Deck or rog Deck. ally yeah. <laughs> or like the discontinued vita that fans have yeah. been clamoring for any yeah, of those dude. things oh like yeah. those okay like, that's interesting yeah <laughs> that's actually a really good point though ro beca- and gauge because like like for instance the xbox has xbox series s which is 299 and the series x which is 499 sony has not had another skew like that obviously they have the 399 and 499 price points for digital and non-digital but like if they could launch a handheld at 299 like that would be a really great price point and have like a lesser powered ps5 equivalent in handheld form and that would be their series s essentially like a cheaper entry point and it's on the go it took you 30 seconds to think of that and that is a wildly better (laughs) idea than what we were getting no. I didn't even think about that too. Yeah, because I think um, the the ROG Ally is roughly PS4. Yeah. Oh, is that what Rose said? Well, he, I mean that's what I would I, I would know. I would like that. Yeah. But he, right, he definitely right, fleshed yes. it out a bit a bit more than I did. But I don't know as much as I would want that. Would that like, would that that work in Sony's favor? Like I I mm. definitely want that. That would be awesome. But I don't know how many other people would might feel the same way as we do on that one. And I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think power. I think that's that's sorry. That's why I credit that to Dan is just because I think power level is important. So if it was kind of like a PS5 light, where it yeah. it kind of because ju- I think the ROG Ally is right now it kind of runs things at like Xbox One generation, hmm. PS4 generation things. But if PS5 was able to come out with something that even though it's still a 1080 screen or say hmm. 720 screen or whatever, but it had that extra horsepower, I think that would be really interesting. And they would have to they would have to market it accordingly though. They'd definitely have to 
um, emphasize the fact that it could plug into a TV and you could use it as a console, right? Exactly. Because that would be, yeah. and then it could actually be a handheld and also a Series S competitor if you never wanted to bring it with. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, Gage. Yeah. Brilliant. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good ideas all the way around there. Sony sent But us what do we show. know? But what do yeah. we know? <laughs> but what do we really know? That's Nothing. True. What Gage knows is, is he's excited for this other street meet that we have here, which is Back for Blood 2 is getting some rumors uh, possibly being remade in Unreal Engine 5. Gage, how excited mm-hmm. would you be for this? I'd be very excited. As uh, as you and I have discussed at length in the past, and as I've recently tweeted about, I think that the core design of Back for Blood is really, really smart. I think it's actually kind of, I think the design is 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 way more high quality than like the actual final product we got. Like I think they were kind of limited by the engine that they chose to do, and they are, as of right now, still an independent studio, so they don't really have unlimited resources like they did when they were at Valve and they made those sort of cutting edge. Left for Dead games, which obviously, like maybe we don't think of them as cutting edge, but the fact that they're still played today, you know, fucking what, 14, 12 years later, definitely speaks to how well those games were at the time. So I think, I think that, yeah, they're definitely limited by the engine. I think that the design of that game is really solid, and um, uh, I think this could be exactly what the franchise needs. Um, I think that roguelike elements are really kind of elevate this genre of the PV, PVE kind of four player co op stuff. You know who owns the majority shareholders or majority stake of Turtle Rock Studios? Who's that? Tencent. Ooh. So I guess not quite independent, but also not quite the yeah. publisher known for uh, quality over quantity. I think they run independently, technically, but yeah, they are the majority. Right. There's no creative oversight, I don't think. Right. Hopefully. You'd hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah, I think I think Unreal Engine Five. Like, with, I mean, well, uh, how do you feel? Because you are somebody who, mm. especially because you played on console, again, yes. it does feel slightly better on PC. You've got the feedback of the mouse and keyboard, and obviously a high refresh rate. But it was definitely held back on console. So, how does this mm. how does this news like feel to you as somebody who couldn't quite get into it? Yeah, it, it definitely feels very clunky on controller, and that's my biggest complaint. Because I lo- I want to love the game, like love right. the game, but I I. I just can't because of the clunkiness of the controls. Like I, I really, I, I like the game. I just don't love it because of the the clunkiness. And if right. the switch to Unreal Engine Five makes it easier for them to uh, adjust that and make it uh, a little bit more polished and a little bit crispier for controller input, that would be great. I would be very excited for that, and I'd be a hundred percent down for that. So, yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Brenty, thank you for rejoining us. It's been a minute, oh. sir. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> PXN News of the Week. Guys, here we go. Insomniac is official. Well, not officially, but uh, reportedly working on a third game alongside Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. A recently resurfaced interview suggests it has an unannounced game. Uh, the, the quote here is from, uh, I think, Eberhardt? Yeah, Aaron Eberhardt, project director. Uh, she said, this is actually my first AAA game project now. I'm the project director here on an unannounced project. 
he said on the stream. I'm very excited to actually be making games now. Eberhart joined Insomniac just before the studio began advertising for a multiplayer project. Insomniac is officially working on, of course, the pair of Marvel titles, but it's best known for Ratchet and Clank. So, are we getting a multiplayer game from Insomniac? Are we getting another Ratchet and Clank? What what else do we got cooking? Because they everything they got cooking in their ovens, I'm eating. I'm yeah. <laughs> how would we how would we feel about a, a co-op uh superhero game? Ah, I would be down. I wonder what superhero they'd do. Would it be Spider-Man as well or co-op? Um, I don't, I feel like if they wanted to do co-op Spider-Man, I feel like the opportunity, especially with how they planned the story out. I feel like they would have tried to do that for Spider-Man 2 if they wanted mm. to. If they, if they wanted to make a, co- a co-op game that sorry, was in the Spider-Man sort of universe. Mm-hmm. So I, I would think that this might be some other Marvel property. If it is superhero related, it could be something completely else. But give you a crazy idea here. Oh, been a minute since we got a game that was surrounding this character. What about Deadpool? Oh, OK, that could be, be fun. Interesting. You know what? As much as it's not a household name in the gaming space, I think the Deadpool games were the only like back in the era of the like uh, the Marvel games that would like a movie would come out and then there'd be a game and it'd be like really bad. Like I, I remember the Deadpool most recent Deadpool game that was in like, 2009, 2010 was fairly well received. Yeah, like, it was better than most superhero games of its time. So I don't know if that's just a character and kind of how you can put that character in any scenario that lends itself really well to games, but. I think that would be cool. How about how would they do that co-op? I was thinking X Men. You team them up with X Men, mm. and I already like have Wolverine introduced. And like the 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 player one, like the host is Deadpool, and then anybody else that joins, it's like some X Men that have been roped into whatever the fuck he's doing, yeah. <laughs> or like trying to make sure that shit doesn't go off the rails, and that's like the story reason for why they're constantly filtering in and out. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. be interesting i don't know Ro, Ro, do you think that i don't know i guess this the thing is is i don't know that insomniac's done anything like super like funny i guess and ratchet has some like cute moments and stuff like that but like will they be able to nail the dead deadpool humor which is for me admittedly pretty hit or miss so i don't know who who has nailed it besides the first deadpool movie for me right but uh I don't know. I th- I think they could do it. I have like I have faith in that team when it comes to writing. But I, like you said, Dan, they haven't uh, done anything similar to Deadpool to, for me to like relate it to. I kind of hope that it's not superhero related. And I hope it's like either something original or something that they haven't done in a while. I think that would be kind of fun to see. I, I I love Insomniac and I love what they've done with Spider Man and uh, what they're going to do with Wolverine. But I don't want them to become like the the Marvel studio. Right, right. Uh, it'd be cool if they are able to like keep the Spider Man thing going and also do their their passion projects on the side, which I, I don't see not happening. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hard for me to come with the, up with an idea that isn't Marvel related, though, admittedly. So yeah, we'll see. Ratchet and Clank, all for one, two. Let's go. You know what I'm gonna, th- you're gonna, I'm, gonna I'm gonna throw something out here. Um, I I think it'd be cool. I don't think we've seen since the early days of Assassin's Creed, and even then, not quite to the same speed. 
I think it'd be cool if Insomniac did a game that plays like Spider-Man or like your Arkham Asylum where you're constantly bouncing between enemies and like dodging and parrying, but was like medieval fantasy. And you kind of had swords and magic and stuff like that. Like almost kind of like if you were to sit down and play The Witcher, but if you were bouncing between enemies, I feel like there'd be a lot of cool room for like visual flair and cool animations and stuff like that. Because that's a genre that, again, aside from Assassin's Creed, which has been more RPG oriented as of late. There's not really many brawlers, third-person brawlers that are in the fantasy medieval setting. That'd be kind of cool. Very true. All right. Moving into our other PXN news item of the week, Ubisoft. And I, this might have been a poor choice for this, but I was just like, I don't know what the fuck to put in here, so let's put this in here. You know? uh, Ubisoft is closing unused accounts, disabling access to purchased games. The publisher claims this is due to GDPR restrictions. Um, in response, uh, let's see. According to a user on Twitter, they received an email from Ubisoft warning that they should not click a link in said email, which would stop the account suspension. The account, including all purchased games, would be inaccessible after a certain period. In response to Ubisoft support, Twitter wrote, we just want to... Uh, chime in. I, it threw me off that it said Twitter there. We just wanted to chime in that you can avoid the account closure by logging into your account within 30 days since receiving the email pictured and selecting the cancel account closure link in the email. When previously questioned on the issue, Ubisoft claimed that due to GDPR regulations, the company is required to close inactive accounts to comply with local data protection legislation. This is only if we have strong reasons to believe that the account in question will remain unused, reads a message on Ubisoft's website. I guess this just brings up a, another issue of like, um, you know, your account and game preservation of your account, because if you own games, it doesn't necessarily mean you can play them if they're digital. Uh, and like if you get banned or if you lose account access or any of the above things happen, like you're kind of sol and um i guess even i guess if the even if this is true that they're bound by these regulations it does still suck uh as i guess something that has to happen to close your account if you know say you're not interested in a ubisoft game for a couple years and you, you kind of fall off i don't i don't know right yeah it's a it's definitely a multifaceted issue where it's like it's it it goes to sh it's it's a good example as to why we as consumers like should make our own personal choice to not rely on digital games, which is something that I need to work on because I I buy games digitally when really I could buy them physically, and then also we don't want to get to the point where uh, games are just not being given the option to like made in physical, in which case, um, that would be very something that we all kind of need to stand up for. So, I think it's definitely a little bit on us, a little bit on them in terms of this culture of digitizing everything because like at first it, I, when i first heard this story i was kind of like oh that's ubisoft that kind of sucks why the hell are you doing this but then you think about it it's true like you can't be expected especially if we're in a very you know pro environment kind of phase which we i think we all should be you can't really have these you know hangers full of studios that are or full of servers sorry that have information from somebody that's hasn't logged in in 15 years like i, I kind of see what what the struggle is on that side of things Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah, I, I honestly agree with what Gage was saying. When I first saw it too, I was like, 
god damn it ubisoft another ubisoft <laughs> l what the heck and then i dan read it a little bit more and i'm seeing like kind of the the rules i guess that they have to play by and it maybe isn't so much of a ubisoft problem just like a an industry digital issue sort of thing that needs to be worked out um but i hope i hope we work it out because it, it is a it still is a problem um not being able to own the media that we purchase but i don't know this I, and like Gage said, it kind of does fall on us at, at at a certain point where these terms of services that we're clicking on and checkmarking probably set in there somewhere that these things happen if, you know, but right. yeah, it's it still still sucks because that's a, a lot to read. <laughs> when you sign yeah. your life away and yeah. blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They will come for that blood. Let me tell you. They will. They will. Yeah. And even... Even when the option is there to buy physical, sometimes that physical item isn't physical because the PlayStation and the Xbox have digital versions, that we, as we talked about before, so they just don't even right. put the disc in because they don't know what console you're buying it for, which makes sense. But at the same time, it still sucks that I, it's not... Even though I'm buying this thing, it, 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 there's a possibility that I won't, may not be able to play it, play it someday. Indeed. All right. Moving into our fantasy draft check-in, you sly son of a bitch, bro. Sly son of a bitch. <laughs> I see those two pickups. Yep, yep. Oh, I saw it too. July twenty second, <laughs> Roshan, the Lockhart's team name, acquired the Expanse, a Telltale series with a bid of four dollars, <laughs> as well as f1 manager 2023 with another bit of four dollars <laughs> that you know what bro that's the type of shit that i did last year with warhammer <laughs> fucking whatever warhammer game i bought to, right. i don't even remember which one it was but i'm like yeah these games do well i'll pick it up yeah let's just <laughs> I, I the last one did okay so i at least get a little bit of points hopefully yeah. absolutely Man. you know what i respect it and thank you, thank you. You know what? You're off to a good start with the Expanse a Telltale series. It has three reviews thus far. One is unscored. I guess they don't do uh-huh. scores, but the other two are eight out of tens. So that's a solid Yay. start. I think uh, I need three more reviews. You know what? I'm sh- surely it'll reviews. get there, right? Hopefully, hopefully. But let's just uh, do a quick check in on points here. Florida Man Publishing. <laughs> Gage has 10 <laughs> points. Sorry, Gage. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just reading in order of points here. Uh, right, right. And then we're still talking about it, too. Yeah. So Ro- Roshan's <laughs> The Lockhearts has 57, but he's got a lot of games coming. A lot of games going. Of course, the two we just talked about. Uh, and then we've got Saliva Gang PDX. Christian's team was 79 points and then my team with 118 points. Of course, I have the most games released, so that does not mean shit yet. How does this keep happening to me? It doesn't mean anything yet. Oh, how does it keep happening to you? Because you bid, how does this keep happening? You bid to like $30 on a game none of us were going to buy. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> $39 on Hogwarts Legacy. None of us were going to bid on Hogwarts Legacy. It was after some of the previews came out and they were actually good. And I was wondering, I'm like, it's okay, are these guys are just going to. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. 
Whoops. It's always next year. Yeah. (laughs) That's on Gage's tombstone, and there's always next year. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) All right. Moving in to what you got for me. Daniel, I don't really have anything for you. I've just been playing a lot more Halo because... I've just been having spurts here and there to play. I haven't really had a lot of long sessions lately. It's been a little bit chaotic the last couple weeks. Um, So Halo Infinite, but I do want to spotlight something from Halo Infinite that dropped yesterday. Very cool. Uh, A remake of the Halo 2 map Waterworks and a remake of the Halo 4 map Exile have been added to the squad battles. matchmaking playlists in halo infinite and as we've been talking about me engage playlist is awesome love it it's all old maps that have been remade by the community and it's 8v8 which is classic uh big team battle size instead of 12v12 which halo infinite's big team battle has it's perfect i love it and exile is a fantastic gauge if you never played halo 4 or not much of it Exile was a fantastic big team battle map, so that's going to be great. And Waterworks is one of my favorite big team battle maps from Halo 2. So, very excited to have both of those. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn wants me to announce that we played some stupid checkers game in Discord <laughs> the other day because he invited me to join discord and i'm like oh i could do this on my phone and we played checkers and yes glenn beat me in checkers on i was gonna say i'm waiting for it that's why he wants you to bring it up yeah if you had smoked him glenn would not have brought it up one bit no absolutely (laughs) not you're right all right roshan what you got for us i i actually beat oxen free last week but we didn't get a chance to talk about it because we were doing the the special 200 episode But uh, yeah, I beat Oxenfree 2 uh, really good. I had a great time with it. I, I, it's been so long since I played the first one, so maybe I need to play the first one to say this, but I think I enjoyed the first one more than this one. But I really liked how this one uh, incorporated the story of the first one into it um, without, with also allowing the new characters to uh, be their own characters and not being weighed down by the last game. But uh, it was really good. It was more... Oxen free, which is good. The dialogue was fantastic. Um, the story was cool. Um, nothing really groundbreaking visually or anything like that. It has a great art style. Um, the puzzles are super simple, but that's okay because I'm just really just playing the story. And uh, yeah, I had a good time with it. I played it all on my a- iPad because I use Netflix, uh, Netflix's app to to play it. Surprisingly, a pretty good experience. <laughs> I was gonna so say, maybe, did it yeah. run well? It ran pretty well. It crashed twice on me, but when I was in the game, it ran really smoothly. There was no like hiccups or frame rate issues or anything like that. It just it ran good unless it randomly crashed on me. Um, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Kirk says, uh, "Sorry, Kirk, I missed this earlier. What they should do is, when a service is brought offline, making a game you purchase no longer accessible, is make a physical copy and charge the end user just the mere material cost of the disc." Kind of cool idea. Yeah. Uh, Gage, what you got for me? 
Uh, I started this game actually a few few weeks ago. I think I forgot to mention it on the podcast. Like, obviously, we didn't talk about it last week, and mm. um, uh, maybe the week before I forgot to mention it as well. But I did start um, Inside, and I did. I was kind of playing that at sessions here and there, and I, I finally wrapped credits on that, world credits on that, uh, uh, a couple days ago. And uh, really fun game, really cool physics engine. Their games feel really smooth. I, I really like what they do. Um, Limbo had the same kind of feeling, so... Very cool, very atmospheric. I like it. I like how there's no dialogue. It's just very moody and kind of kind of fun. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then aside from that, playing a lot of Halo squad battles, like you said. I reiterate everything you say. That's what I used to play back in the day. I think the player numbers are much better in the 8v8 versus the 12v12 for me personally. So a little bit of Halo and uh, uh, a little bit of inside. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, we've made it to the part of the show that is the topic of the show. Guys, we're going to talk about some Activision and Blizzard IP that we would like to see return. There's a lot of stuff that they own that really I I had no idea that they owned um, just because of all the acquisitions they've made over the years, I guess, Um, and IP and created and all kinds of stuff. But I put some examples in here. I also put a a web link to a whole list of them if you want to look at those. Um, But I want to know what you guys think you want to see return and like what what makes it special. Like maybe pick three Activision Blizzard IPs that you want to see return and like what do you why do you want to see it return? Like I'll yeah, I'll start us off here because this one's a little bit of a deeper cut i feel like um and the game is called blur uh, god damn daniel do you want <laughs> do you want to use that one i'll use a different one i can use no you know, i mean you know let's, just, let's just have over there's not there's not a huge list in total like that's i mean true. that so like, we can just we can have overlap so that's fine that's true but go, i can you, pick you, i can pick three others i literally have i i have a feeling i have a feeling that there might be like two or three overlaps like if we keep doing this so i think it's what? fine we can just both have blur you, you know, you her. pick you Blur. You talk about it. You talk about God it. God damn it, Daniel. You talk about it. I have three. I guarantee you, you're not going to pick one, two of the ones that I'm going to pick. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Blur. I mean, uh, Blur. What a, a great, fun arcade racer. Hidden gem slipped by. I think it did. I think it did well critically. It didn't yes. do well commercially. Um, because again, did not a lot of people just kind of flew under the radar, but really fun. Um, and one of those games that kind of felt like, I, I don't know, it was cool because they had, I don't know if they, I don't think they were licensed, but it was kind of like a, they did a Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. thing where the cars were pretty much almost exact, like you could guess what the car was supposed to be, but it was right. named something else. So I thought it was just a fun kind of mishmash of like, you had these really high quality, high, high polygon count cars, but the game uh, on a mechanics level played like a Mario Kart kind of like crazy racer. I mean, obviously it played at a lot higher speed, which is fun, but there was like power ups and boosts and all that stuff, and I thought it was really fun. I, I remember playing that game. I was at the time like one of the only people that played it. I was very much just kind of playing it by myself, but I remember playing that game for a lot longer than I thought I would, and uh, it was it was very fun. And yeah, that's I, I I love that you chose Blur as well because that's one of those hidden gem games that I think is great. And it was made by Bizarre Creations, of course, that made uh, Project Gotham Racing, uh, which was huge right. for Xbox original Xbox. So yeah. Absolutely. Rest in peace. It felt bizarre. Creatures. Yeah. 
if that's the thing, if the game felt like it had, uh, even though it was so wacky and zany and colorful, it felt like it had quality behind it. And I, I didn't, I didn't even know that at the time, but that makes sense. It definitely felt like uh, it was a better game than like what it got credit for. All right, so I'm gonna instead start with one I guarantee neither of you will pick, and that's DJ Hero. I will that's fair. Very, yeah. Much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, fair. very much want DJ Hero to return. I still have my turntable from the original DJ Hero on Xbox 360. It is in storage, and like I bought that game on a whim. I think I got it on sale for like a deep discount, like well after the game came out. Uh, and I had so much fun with that game. Like, of course, that was in the Guitar Hero age when everyone was doing it. Guitar Hero, Rock Band, and then they came out with DJ Hero. And I'm like, this game is just so much fun. Like, I never in a million years, like, expected myself to, like, be to gravitate towards a DJ game. But, like, I just had so much fun with it. Like, the turntable actually moved. And, like, that was how you got different style points and such. And, like... It just, I don't know, the controller itself felt really nice and, like, the turntable felt, like, really cool. It felt like you were actually, like, DJing it. I don't know. It was a really cool experience. I very much enjoyed that that game. Did you feel like a DJ? I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I have mean, 10 from IGN. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, DJ. I'm actually in a similar boat to you, Dan, because I was going to say Guitar Hero for my Hell first yeah. one. Even though I don't know if, <laughs> if the marketplace or the landscape is the same as it was in 2000, whatever those yeah. games came out in. Um, but yeah, I had a great time with that genre of games, those rhythm games as well. I, I also still have my guitar. I was looking around the room to see if it was in my room, but I think it's in the basement. But I still have my guitar hero guitar as well. And um, yeah, I had a good time with those games that admittedly my list is probably going to be pretty basic because <laughs> i just don't have a, a huge no, you know me fair. with like call of duty and all that kind of stuff and kind of the rest of activision's uh list is a lot of games that i haven't played myself either but guitar hero had a great time with them in my my youth and it would be cool to see it come back maybe i guess with how technology is they they may not even need the guitar maybe you could just hook up your mm. phone but that would like that'll lose the magic to me yeah As, not as fun. And it's been so long. Like it, I feel like it's time, you know? Yeah. All right. Gage, what's your second one? Oh, you're muted. Gage Dempster. I am muted. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, my, sorry, my alarm went off. Um, Guitar Hero was, was my yeah. second. Um, Hell yeah. And uh, I'm totally blanking on my third. Oh, that's okay. I can come back to you if you want to think. About yes. It. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to take a look at the list again. I'll remember it immediately. But you go You go next. My second. I think I know what your other one's going to be, actually. Probably. It's a G, I think it's another G one. It's, it's a gun. G. It's gun, yes, isn't it? Yes, that yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gun. Go yeah. for it. Talk about it, then. Gun. Gun? Gun. I mean, again, something that uh, I think if I remember correctly, Gun came out. Oh yeah, it did. It came out well before Red Dead Redemption came out. Yes. Red Dead. Re yes. Yeah. Not 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 Red Dead Revolver. I think they came Correct. out around the same time. Correct. But um. So and I mean at this point I'm young enough that I'm not quite choosing the M for mature games that I'm playing. I'm just kind of like 
you know, they're in the household and uh, I'm I'm able to. So I I didn't get to play Red Dead Revolver, but the the Wild West game that I played as a kid was Gun, and uh, I remember even for the time thinking like how many controls there were and uh, some of the cool things you could do. Like I believe it was a third person game, but you could go into first person like gunfight mode, and it was I remember it being quite interesting. And um, uh, I think that yeah, I mean more competition in the Wild West space is definitely not bad. I think it's cool medium, and there's not a whole lot of competition there. I mean you've got your Red Dead Redemption, obviously, which is, I, I mean, yes, it's a Wild West game, but also it's a Rockstar game. It's kind of like an event. It's, you know what I mean? So aside from that, you got what Call of Juarez, which is cool, but not quite. It's kind of like your, your Back for Blood, not quite the same caliber. Um, so I think um, thinking of the size of Activision Blizzard now, and especially again, the implication of this topic of the show is like we're talking about things that can get revived once the microsoft sort of thing goes through so if we're talking about ip revivals that get a lot of resources and a lot of care and that they really try to turn into something i think gun if they wanted to try and do their own open world wild west thing that that totally could be a franchise worth exploring i think which is so wild because that game was made by neversoft and they were the ones who made the tony hawk games back right so cool and and on the inverse right you have somebody like treyarch and now who now Mm, makes some of the most uh now makes a lot of the first person shooters right treyarch made the original spider-man games right yes they did they made i think they made what is considered like the best one spider-man 2 Mm, yes the amazing spider-man 2 right Uh, whichever one had the momentum swinging just normal spider-man 2 it wasn't okay yeah yeah um it wasn't amazing, Dan says. I mean, the game was no. probably no, great, Dan but says, not Dan, the amazing shit. Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, all right. My second one, guys, is a legend. I think I've talked about this game before on this podcast, but Empire Earth. I used to play this game all the time as a kid growing up. I would come home from school, install it on my dad's PC in the basement, play for a couple hours until he got home from work and then immediately uninstall it. So he didn't know I was playing because my dad thought back then that video games had viruses on them. So I wasn't allowed to play on my (laughs) PC, my dad's PC, but this game was so good. I loved this game so much. It was a a RTS and you had to go through all of the ages, like the uh, going from like the Neanderthal age to all the way to the epoch age, they called it, which is like, super space exploration, like super high tech uh, equipment and stuff. And it was such a good game. I enjoyed going through each of the stages of human uh, evolution or whatever human uh, ages, I guess. Right. And uh, it was so good. Uh, I just loved it so much. And I I really want that game to return. It It will probably never return because it's such an obscure name, but it was such a fun game. I miss it every day. <laughs> miss it every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got one as well. The it's kind of in the same vein of how I how I want all these uh, older games to be remastered, like Mass Effect, and mm. just the games that I've missed because this is another game that I I missed that I don't think is as <laughs> as well regarded or oh. as loved as Mass Effect, but um, I think it's like a cult classic. But you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Prototype. Oh yeah, it's a game that I 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always been interested in that game, but at the time, I just wasn't allowed to play it, and I probably wouldn't have picked it up on my own accord anyway. But uh, as the years go by, I've, like, looked at gameplay of it, and it's like, this kind of looks kind of cool, and I think if it was remade, it could be made even better, like how you can pick up the stuff on top of a building. I don't even know what the correct mm. term of it's called, but like the air conditioning units, I guess, and you can toss out the helicopters and right. climb up the side of the roof and just, or the side of a building and like hop off the roof. It's like that that kind of traversal and gameplay seems like it could be even more fun if they decided to revamp it. Um, I'm not even entirely sure what the story is about. I think it's like a superhero gone rogue or something. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it seems like something that I, I would enjoy if they, they remade it. That that game was so fun. I I enjoy. I have good memories of that game. It it's like a Spider Man light. Like oh, it's okay. it's similar. It sounds to great. A, yeah, <laughs> traversal is very similar to Spider Man, and yeah, upgrading your abilities over time. That that was definitely a cult classic. I feel like. Yeah. Gage, did you you already? I guess Guitar Hero was that one of yours, or do you want to say? Do you have Gu- another guitar? One? Not only was Guitar Hero one of mine, but uh, okay. Prototype was also my backup. So <laughs> Rose, Rose, Rose definitely got the same brain in turn. And yeah, Prototype. Uh, I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah, I don't have another game to mention, but I'll just quickly add that. Yeah, Prototype, great game. I love the idea, and again, I think this is something that's missing in the space right now. Is a game that looks and plays and feels like something like Spider Man, which, like you said, Prototype kind of like Spider Man Light. But Prototype is a game that's kind of written in a way like Grand Theft Auto, where your hero is like morally ambiguous. So it's a game that gives you all these great powers and stuff, and then also lets you just be a degenerate and like just run around the city and kind of be a villain, which is which is cool. It's fun. That's what you want in a video game. So I think that would be cool. I, I think we'll maybe get a taste of that playing as playing as Venom in uh, or you know the Venom suit mm. Spider Man in Spider Man Two. But having a whole game around that where it's a sandbox and it's like yeah go. You know, throw 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 H backs at helicopters. Why not? Like that sounds yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd love for that to come back, especially in the days of Unreal Engine Five and all that. Peter Parker just gets so mad he pull, starts pulling air conditioning units off of buildings. Get out of here! You mean Peter Man? Peter Man, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great. You guys both have great great taste there. All great games thus far. Yes. My third one, and this is one I thought you were going to try and steal from me, Gage. True Crime franchise. Very much want that to come back. Uh, True Crime Streets of LA and True Crime New York. Love those games back in the day. Uh, essentially like a Grand Theft Auto-ish clone, except you take the side of the... You're a, a detective, I think, or a police officer, yes. one or the other. Yeah. Uh and it was just a very fun game. I, I have really good memories of that game. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the story was. It probably wasn't that significant, but like just driving around that city and it was just so much fun. Like the city felt very alive. Um, and I felt like at the time, true crime was ahead of Grand Theft Auto in some aspects. Um, right. At that time. But yeah, I would very much love for that to come back. And every time I say true crime, th- I have to mention it, even though it's not an Activision IP, but literally these games are tied at the hip for me because I remember literally playing true crime and dead to rights all the time back in the day on fucking GameCube, I think. 
and I just had so much fun with both of those franchises. Very similar franchises in terms of both are police officer protagonists. Um, but Dead to Rights had a, a dog as your companion, and you could send them out <laughs> yes. to yeah, you could send them out to do stuff and get items and stuff like that. Ugh, I love that so much. And they tried to bring that. I think it's Bandai Namco that ends it, maybe. But they tried to bring it back in uh, 2010 with a game, uh, but it didn't do that well. Uh, but yeah, I miss those games. Those are the good times. Um, fun, fun memory actually. True Crime is a game that uh, it was at a relative's house. I never owned it, and uh, my mom would not want me playing it. So it was one of those games I had to play sneakily. But I remember, I think it was on the PS2. Um, that was one of the first games that I figured out, uh, with the whole, using the whole game shark disc thing. I don't know if you remember that Daniel, where you'd put in mm -hmm. the cheat code disc first ahead of the game, you'd preload all the different cheats that you want. You'd take the disc out, then you'd put the game in. And I remember I was playing true crime at this relative's house. He explained how it worked. And every time I went there, went right for the game shark disc, would put on all the outfits and all the stuff you could get and then take it out. And it just has cool little things used to work back they kind of neat but yeah true crime great pick indeed oh so good uh eric has great taste too i can tell he says dead to rights was great i didn't play it but i watched a buddy of mine play the shit out of it hell yeah your, your buddy's very smart <laughs> very smart uh glenn says i'm pretty sure prototype was remastered on last yeah. Was it? That doesn't sound like it's off, wildly off. Oh. I think. Yeah. Uh, prototype HD Biohazard Bundle is a big oh, disappointment. That's the main oh. That's the title. <laughs> well, uh, well. Oh, it was. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it wouldn't be a good idea if they're. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's funny. Yeah, we, we want new games in the franchise. I was going to say, we're talking about franchise revival. We're not yeah. talking about remasters. Right. Remasters. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, Ro, what's your last one, if you have one? Sure. If I I don't have one particular, okay. really, a Tony Hawk would be cool to come back. I, I yes. loved those games when I was when I was younger. Oh. That was actually one of the Activision games that I, that I played. Um, but... As I've talked about with Need for Speed, most of the time it was like the Game Boy version. So oh. I never got to really experience the PlayStation 2 versions of these games, which I'm assuming were the superior versions. I would assume, as I was used looking at these tiny little pixel versions of Tony Hawk. Still fun, but it'd be cool to, to play those games again. Um, and my jokey answer is Overwatch because I missed the 2016 version of that game. And it's a great answer. It is such a shell of itself now. <laughs> what a fucking yeah. great answer. Yeah. Bring back Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch 2 didn't do it for us. It did not. It did not. You know what? I'm going to reiterate Rose Tony Hawk game as well. I, I know that we recently, Christian and I, on the podcast, we were talking about uh, our love for Project 8. That's also, that's also a genre. Not a genre, I guess. Skateboarding is a genre, but I mean, I think there needs to. Be, I, I want the return of the arcade sim skateboarding game because right now we either get Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which is like your crazy rack up a million combos and not anywhere near realistic at all, or you have your skate where it's, I've, oh my right stick controls my right ankle ball joint and my left stick controls my left ankle ball joint and I need to move them in this. Like 
I love, love, love Project 8, and I want a game that is that nice middle ground with smooth animations and realistic ragdoll physics, but not to the point where it's so realistic. And so, like, I think that's a nice middle ground. I'd love to see something like that come back from the Tony Hawk's franchise. That would be incredible. All these franchises and more are coming back. Oh? I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> this just in officially yeah. confirmed. Yeah, they're watching <laughs> us live right now. They're doing it. This is some good ideas. Yeah, I know Phil's wanting uh, Hexen probably after he wore that Hexen T-shirt, and and not. I think we were doing the live stream, and I'm like, "What the fuck is Phil's T-shirt that he's wearing?" I didn't even know what that franchise was. Phil, after, but uh. Kirik says, also, I still have my copy of True Crime for the original Xbox. Great game. Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah, Kirik. All right. Well then, gentlemen, do you have anything else before we close out the show? Christian was wrong. Hashtag Christian was wrong. And he was very serious. Christian was wrong and he was very serious. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're referring to. I don't even know specifically what the argument was, but I just know that Christian was dead wrong and he was dead serious. And it's and just got to be said, you know. Yeah, he was adamant about it. He was. He was adamant. He was adamant. Neve. You know what I mean? Exactly. Is he going to watch this back and hear this? These remarks being made. We'll find out. Let's not mention it to him and let's see if he actually will watch the episode. Oh, I feel like he does. Good point. We're yeah. challenging him. Christian, remember the number five if you watch this episode. <laughs> That'll be the... That's how we'll know. <laughs> oh, my God. He stopped, he stopped listening before this. And... It's like, sorry, if you can't give me the confirmation number, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyone could have guessed that Gage was talking shit about you. That's fair. <laughs> That's actually fair. <laughs> All right, guys. Yep. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Gage. Christian will return. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love. And keep on gaming. See ya.